Hello folks and welcome back to Bible in a Year. Today is day 295. We are starting off with Judith chapter 12 verse 1 to chapter 14 verse 10. Then he commanded them to bring her to where his silver dishes were kept and ordered them to set a table for her with some of his own food and to serve her with his own wine. But Judith said, I cannot eat it lest it be an offense, but I will be provided from the things I have brought with me. Holofernes said to her, If your supply runs out, where can we get more like it for you? For none of your people is here with us. Judith replied, As your soul lives, my lord, your servant will not use up the things I have with me before the Lord carries out by my hand what he is determined to do. Then the servants of Holofernes brought her into the tent, and she slept until midnight. Along toward the morning watch she arose, and sent to Holofernes, and said, Let my lord now command that your servant be permitted to go out and pray. So Holofernes commanded his guards not to hinder her, and she remained in the camp for three days, and went out each night to the valley of Bethulia, and bathed at the spring in the camp. When she came up from the spring, she prayed the Lord God of Israel to direct her way for the raising up of her people. So she returned clean and stayed in the tent until she ate her food toward evening. On the fourth day, Holofernes held a banquet for his slaves only, and did not invite any of his officers. And he said to Bagoas, the eunuch who had charge of his personal affairs, Go now and persuade the Hebrew woman who is in your care to join us and eat and drink with us. For it will be disgrace if we let such a woman go without enjoying her company. For if we do not embrace her, she will laugh at us. So Bagoas went out from the presence of Holofernes and approached her and said, This beautiful maidservant will please come to my lord and be honored in his presence and drink wine and be merry with us and become today like one of the daughters of the Assyrians who serve in the house of Nebuchadnezzar. And Judith said, Who am I to refuse my lord? Surely whatever pleases him I will do at once and it will be a joy to me until the day of my death. So she got up and arrayed herself in all her woman's finery. And her maid went and spread on the ground for her before Holofernes the soft fleeces which she had received from Bagoas for her daily use, so that she might recline on them when she ate. Then Judith came in and lay down, and Holofernes' heart was ravished with her, and he was moved with great desire to possess her, for he had been waiting for an opportunity to deceive her ever since the day he first saw her. So Holofernes said to her, Drink now. Oh, gosh. Sorry. Cat stepped on the keyboard. Drink now, my lord, because my life means more to me today than in all the days since I was born. Judith said, I will drink now, my lord, because my life means more to me today than in all the days since I was born. Then she took and ate and drank before him what her maid had prepared. And Holofernes was greatly pleased with her and drank a great quantity of wine, much more than he had ever drunk in any one day since he was born. When evening came, his slaves quickly withdrew, and Bagoas closed the tent from outside and shut out the attendants from his master's presence, and they went to bed, for they were all weary because the banquet had lasted long. So Judith was left alone in the tent, with Holofernes stretched out on his bed, for he was overcome with wine. Now Judith had told her maid to stand outside the bedchamber and to wait for her to come out, as she did every day, for she said she would be going out for her prayers, and she had said the same thing to Bagoas. So everyone went out, and no one, either small or great, was left in the bedchamber. Then Judith, standing beside his bed, said in her heart, O Lord God of all might, look in this hour upon the work of my hands for the exaltation of Jerusalem, for now is the time to help thy inheritance and to carry out my undertaking for the destruction of the enemies who have risen up against us. She went up to the post at the end of the bed, above Holofernes' head, and took down his sword that hung there. She came close to his bed and took hold of the hair of his head and said, Give me strength this day, O Lord God of Israel. 
and she struck his neck twice with all her might and severed it from his body. Then she tumbled his body off the bed and pulled down the canopy from the posts. After a moment she went out and gave Holofernes' head to her maid, who placed it in her food bag. Then the two of them went out together as they were accustomed to go for prayer, and they passed through the camp and circled around the valley and went up the mountain to Bethulia and came to its gates. Judith called out from afar to the watchman at the gates, Open, open the gate. God, our God, is still with us to show his power in Israel and his strength against our enemies, even as he has done this day. When the men of her city heard her voice, they hurried down to the city gate and called together the elders of the city. They all ran together, both small and great, for it was unbelievable that she had returned. They opened the gate and admitted them, and they kindled a fire for light and gathered around them. Then she said to them with a loud voice, Praise God, O praise him! Praise God, who has not withdrawn his mercy from the house of Israel, but has destroyed our enemies by my hand this very night. Then she took the head out of the bag and showed it to them and said, See, here is the head of Holofernes, the commander of the Assyrian army, and here is the canopy beneath which he lay in his drunken stupor. The Lord has struck him down by the hand of a woman. As the Lord lives, who has protected me in the way I went, it was my face that tricked him to his destruction, and yet he committed no act of sin with me to defile and shame me. All the people were greatly astonished, and bowed down and worshipped God, and said with one accord, Blessed art thou, our God, who hast brought into contempt this day the enemies of thy people. And Uzziah said to her, O daughter, you are blessed by the Most High God above all women on earth, and blessed be the Lord God, who created the heavens and the earth, who has guided you to strike the head of the leader of our enemies. Your hope will never depart from the hearts of men, as they remember the power of God. May God grant this to be a perpetual honor to you, and may he visit you with blessings, because you did not spare your own life when our nation was brought low, but have avenged our ruin, walking in the straight path before our God. And all the people said, So be it, so be it. Then Judith said to them, Listen to me, brethren, and take this head and hang it upon the parapet of your wall. And as soon as morning comes and the sun rises, let every valiant man take his weapons and go out of the city and set a captain over them as you were going down to the plain against the Assyrian outpost. Only do not go down. Then they will seize their arms and go into the camp and rouse the officers of the Assyrian army, and they will rush into the tent of Holofernes and will not find him. Then fear will come over them, and they will flee before you, and you and all who live within the borders of Israel shall pursue them and cut them down as they flee. But before you do all this, bring Achior the Ammonite to me, and let him see and recognize the man who despised the house of Israel, and send him to us as if to his death. So they summoned Achior from the house of Uzziah, and when he came and saw the head of Holofernes in the hand of one of the men at the gathering of the people, he fell down on his face, and his spirit failed him. And when they raised him up, he fell at Judah's feet and knelt before her and said, Blessed are you in every tent of Judah. In every nation, those who hear your name will be alarmed. Now tell me what you have done during these days. Then Judith described to him the presence of the people and all that she had done from the day she left until the moment of her speaking to them. And when she had finished, the people raised a great shout and made a joyful noise in their city. And when Achior saw all that the God of Israel had done, he believed firmly in God and was circumcised and joined the house of Israel, remaining so to this day. Our next reading is Wisdom chapter 13. For all men who are ignorant of God were foolish by nature, and they were unable from the good things that are seen to know him who exists, nor did they recognize the craftsman while playing heed to his works. But they supposed that either fire or wind or swift air or the circle of the stars or turbulent water of the luminaries of heaven were the gods that rule the world. 
If through delight in the beauty of these things men assume them to be gods, let them know how much better than these is their Lord, for the author of beauty created them. And if men were amazed at their power and working, let them perceive from them how much more powerful is he who formed them. For from the greatness and beauty of created things comes a corresponding perception of their creator. Yet these men are little to be blamed, for perhaps they go astray while seeking God and desiring to find him. For as they live among his works, they keep searching, and they trust in what they see, because the things that, th that are seen are beautiful. Yet again, not even they are to be excused, for if they have the power to know so much that they could investigate the world, how did they fail to find sooner the Lord of these things? But miserable, with their hopes set on dead things, are the men who give the name gods to the works of men's hands, gold and silver fashioned with skill and likenesses of animals, or use its, or a useless stone the work of an ancient hand. A skilled woodcutter may saw down a tree easily to handle and skillfully strip off all its bark, then with pleasing workmanship make a useful vessel that serves life needs, and burn the cast-off pieces of his work to prepare his food and eat his fill. But a cast-off piece from among them, useful for nothing, a stick crooked and full of knots, he takes and carves with care in his leisure, and shapes it with skill, gained in idleness. He forms it like the image of a man, or makes it like some worthless animal, giving it a coat of red paint, and coloring its surface red, and covering every blemish in it with paint. Then he makes for it a niche that befits it, and sets it in the wall, and fastens it there with iron. So he takes thought for it, that it may not fall, because he knows that it cannot help itself, for it is only an image, and has no need, and has need of help. <clears throat> when he prays about possessions, and his marriage, and children, he is not ashamed to address a lifeless thing. For health he appeals to a thing that is weak. For life he prays to a thing that is dead. For aid he entreats a thing that is utterly inexperienced. For a prosperous journey, a thing that cannot take a step. For money-making, and work, and success with his hands, he asks strength of a thing whose hands have no strength. Our last reading for today is Luke chapter 11, verses 1 to 28. He was praying in a certain place, and when he ceased, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Give us each our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed, I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now he was casting out a demon that was dumb. When the demon had gone out, the dumb man spoke, and the people marveled. But some of them said, He casts out demons by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, while others, to test him, sought from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a divided household falls. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebub. 
And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when one stronger than he assails him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he passes through waterless places seeking rest, and finding none, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man becomes worse than the first. As he said this, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts that you sucked. But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. That is everything for today. I hope you're having a wonderful day, and I will see you tomorrow. Goodbye for now.